Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. without Rankin Bass. They've become synonymous with that time of year and have provided many of us with countless memories. When it comes to ranking all the Rankin Bass Christmas specials, there are a lot. How many of them could you name right now? Probably four or five for sure. If you're really pushing it, maybe seven or eight, maybe up to 10, there are 18 different Rankin Bass Christmas specials. This list will actually have 17 entries because one has a sequel and I've kind of put that together. But some of these Rankin Bass specials are a critical part of the holidays. Some of these you might not want to ever watch again. This list is obviously from my perspective, but hopefully I've done a good job of ordering them. Okay, here we go. Number 17, Rudolph's Shiny New Year. This might be one of those Rankin Bass specials you're unaware of. It's a stop motion one. It came out in 1976 and is considered a sequel to the 1964 classic, but it gets a little weird. It takes place immediately after the original where Santa gets a letter from Father Time. They need to find the baby new year before midnight. If they don't, it will be December 31st forever. There is a vulture in this thing that tries to kidnap the baby because It'll keep the vulture alive forever. It involves Rudolph traveling to the Archipelagos Islands, meeting a caveman. There are dinosaurs. He visits the island during different periods in history. There's the Middle Ages. He teams up with a knight. One of the islands takes place in the year 1776, and there's a Benjamin Franklin replica. Rudolph finds the baby New Year and shares his own tale of challenges he's faced in his life because the baby New Year has big ears and everyone laughs at him. Eventually, Santa shows up and they get the baby back to father time. So I don't want to make too much of a bold presumption, but you're probably going to prefer the original over this one. Number 16, The Cricket on the Hearth. This story is one of the two Rankin-Bass Christmas specials based on the Charles Dickens story. It was also made into an early silent film back in 1909, this this cricket on the hearth, which you may never have heard of. It's the company's oldest animated Christmas special, and it came out back in 1967. The special is narrated by a cricket, features a lot of music that may not stick with you, and has a bunch of weird content that is as much related to Dickens' original content as it does with Rankin Bass. This is just a whole separate story that doesn't kind of connect the way you know with A Christmas Carol. Like most Rankin Bass productions, this was written by Romeo Muller and was during the time when the company was finding its footing. Number 15, Pinocchio's Christmas. 
This is one of the later Christmas specials. It's also a bit of an odd one, as they are taking a character we already know and then just plugging him into a Christmas story. They had already told multiple stories involving Santa, Rudolph, and Frosty, and I guess they just wanted to give Pinocchio a shot. This special came out in 1980 and is stop motion. We get some more on Pinocchio's backstory, including that he was born in an enchanted forest. I watched this last night. I've watched all these specials uh, over the last few weeks, and it's got some cats that are considered evil characters in it. It's got um, connections with Santa. There's a Jiminy Cricket sort of um, creation, but not exactly in the Disney sense that you know. And it doesn't always feel like an actual Christmas story. And It's more like the smashing together of two entities that might not ideally fit. But if you're a fan of Rankin Bass, you may want to check this out as the production is pretty good as far as the stop motion, which they call Animagic. And the design is really good and it it looks newer and fresh and, and not necessarily as outdated as some of the others. It's also one of the last Christmas specials they ever made. And speaking of that, at number 14... The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. This is the actual last Christmas special. And it is straight up weird. So be warned. This is more like a Lord of the Rings Christmas. And it's actually based on a book by Wizard of Oz creator L. Frank Baum. The one big problem in this special is it doesn't connect with any of the previous specials. If you are a fan of Rankin Bass, you know there was a continuity between all the others, and this one kind of ignores that. It's, you know, Rankin Bass is kind of like the first cinematic universe, and they remember their stories and the characters and what they went through. This ignores everything. This is the story of Santa and how he was raised by creatures of the woods and how he was ultimately granted immortality. What's significant about this special, it's the last Christmas special and pretty much overall Rankin Bass production they ever made. It came out in 1985. They had a few other cartoon releases, and they were involved like with the Thundercats cartoon and stuff like that, but they had one more story. It's a frog sort of whatever tale. Not a Christmas thing, but just a different telling. And that was considered the last one, though it was made before The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus and was released after. But really, this was the end of the line for the iconic Christmas company. Number 13, The Leprechaun's Christmas Gold. This one came out in 1981 and is about a young Irish sailor sailing on on an Irish ship. It's Christmas Eve, and he's instructed to sail to an island to dig up a pine tree. He accidentally releases Old Mag the Hag, who seeks gold and wants to take it away from everyone. You can be forgiven if you've never heard of this special, and I only watched it for the first time yesterday, too. It was... A decent production as far as the Animagic stop motion went, but it's just this weird combination of maybe borderline offensive Irish stereotypes and combining Christmas at the same time. It was first made available on VHS, so you may never have heard of it because it never aired on TV. It does feature the voice of the great Art Carney. So that's something who does a pretty good Irish accent and is a surprisingly good singer. Number 12, another one I just watched yesterday, The Stingiest Man in Town. 
If you've heard of this one, you may not have known it was a Rankin-Bass special. It came out in 1978 and is animated. It also features some voices you may recognize from early Rankin-Bass creations. This one is obviously based straight on A Christmas Carol, but it's more of a musical version. It also follows the formulas of those old black and white Christmas Carol editions you may have seen on TV before. Uh, You know, it's okay because, you know, they're taking a classic narrative. The music's not great. The animation is pretty solid. It creates its own sort of uh, feel and, and, and sort of style to it. It's been, you know, A Christmas Carol's been done so many times. So you may enjoy just seeing Rankin Bass's spin on it, but you'll probably prefer A Muppet's Christmas Carol. This one does feature some interesting voice talent, including... Uh, Walter Matthau, Tom Bosley, uh, even Robert Morse, who you may know as Bert from Mad Men. Number 11, Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. Do you remember that joke on The Simpsons about the movie Christmas Ape and Christmas Ape Goes to Summer Camp? That was based on this special. What better way to take two iconic Christmas characters but to smush them together in a special set in the summer? This one came out in 1979 and is stop motion. This is still significant as it's the last time we would hear my fellow Canadian Billy Mae Richards as the voice of Rudolph and Jackie Vernon as the voice of Frosty. This was also the last official Rankin-Bass special to feature both of the characters. The plot of this special is the pair having to deal with the wicked Winterbolt. It also features Lady Boreal, Queen of the Northern Lights, Ice Dragons, The Cave of Lost Rejections, and Big Ben, The Clockwork Whale. I wouldn't call this one a highlight in the Rankin-Bass Christmas collection, but you may love hearing the original characters again. Number 10, The First Christmas, The Story of the First Christmas Snow. That's the actual title, and it's another one you may never have heard of. This one came out in 1975 and stars Angela Lansbury. It's a bit of a weird one, but is a simple story and still has some heart to it. It's about a shepherd boy who goes blind after he is struck by lightning. And I don't think I remember that one in any Christmas carols. This kid has never seen snow and gets chosen to play an angel in the annual Christmas pageant. I won't spoil the ending for you, but this show features the song White Christmas. It's a departure from the typical Christmas characters, but something that you may want to add into the mix if you're looking, uh, you know, for a new entry from the stop motion world of Rankin Bass. Number nine, Frosty's Winter Wonderland. Did you know there was another animated Frosty special? And this is it. It came out in 1976 on ABC. It's considered a sequel to the 1969 classic. The plot is about Frosty coming back to the kids he met right after the first snowfall. Everyone is glad to see him, but we get an appearance by Jack Frost, who we'll see again soon. Jack Frost learns about Frosty's magic hat and steals it. Basically, he ends up stealing the wrong hat. The kids build Frosty a snow wife, but Jack Frost blows the hat off Frosty, turning him back to a regular snowman. The rest of this is about the snow couple trying to get married, but Parson Brown will only marry real people. They end up creating a snow parson. They get married, and the new couple, plus Jack, move to the North Pole. So, again, you may want to stick to the original, but you might get a kick out of this. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number eight, Nestor, the long-eared Christmas donkey. Many people love this one, and I can see why. It's stop motion, and it came out in 1977. It turns out Santa had a donkey, and it tells us the tale of Nestor, who lived during the Roman Empire. Similar to Rudolph, they mock Nestor for having long ears. This one gets pretty intense when Nestor is thrown out in the cold and his mother sacrifices herself to keep him warm. And this is where this one gets biblical for one of only a couple times in the entire Rankin-Bass collection. Nestor ends up meeting Mary and Joseph and guides them through a sandstorm to Bethlehem by wrapping Mary in his ears and he gets to see the birth of Jesus. And that's what I mean. Rankin Bass only had a few religious specific specials. And this one is kind of a, a combination of uh, the, the biblical Christmas story and a Rudolph sort of sense to it. And I have to be honest, but I did not know that Nestor, the long eared Christmas donkey, was an actual song from 1975 written by Gene Autry. Again, this one, more of a simple, heartfelt story, and many people have really loved it. So if you haven't, I, I'm sure you'll like this one a lot. It's basically a donkey version of Rudolph with Jesus in it. Okay, number seven, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Again, one of the other few animated Rankin-Bass Christmas specials. Twas the Night Before Christmas came out in 1974, and it's based on the famous poem and is the story of a fictional New York town at the turn of the 1900s. Santa is upset because he finds out most people don't believe in him via an anonymous letter in the newspaper. It turns out it's the son of Father Mouse who wrote it. They tried to build a clock tower, a la Back to the Future, to make Santa happy, but again, the whole building of this thing gets screwed up by that kid, Mouse. They are able to get it fixed just before midnight, and it plays a song that encourages Santa not to bypass their town. This one is interesting because it gives us the viewpoint of the mouse from the poem. You know, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. So it's, it's simple, it's heartfelt, but that's usually what makes for a great Christmas story. Okay, number six, the year without a Santa Claus. Here he comes now, the big hand. Some people aren't crazy about this one, but I think it's pretty good and it's kind of grown on me over time. It's got some great music that you can hear here and voice performances, including Mickey Rooney as Santa Claus. This special is about the time Santa took a year off. Mrs. Claus then considers taking over the role. Santa disguises himself and goes to the south of the U.S. to a country called Southtown. He's looking for two elves and Vixen, the reindeer. 
we also meet the Miser Brothers, Snow Miser, who you just heard in that song, and Heat Miser. They control the weather, and Mrs. Claus wants snow in Southtown. They won't do it, and Mrs. Claus goes over their head to their mother, who is actually Mother Nature. All the kids of the world gather together to show Santa how much they love him, and he comes out of retirement. This special came out in 1974, features many great voice actors, and some really memorable songs. And, again, like I didn't know, it's also based on a book of the same name. Number five, Jack Frost. And another underrated Rankin-Bass special, and one that I think is really great, and it's worth checking out. We've seen Jack Frost, as I mentioned before, in other specials, and talking about that Rankin-Bass cinematic universe, the look and the continuity of the character have been pretty consistent. The story that he goes through uh, is remains the same through all the different versions. This is the story of Jack Frost becoming human for a girl he loves, kind of like when Superman gives up his powers for Lois Lane. He becomes Jack Snip and lives a human existence. There is an evil ruler that tries to suppress the people and also has his eye on Jack's girl, Eliza, or Elisa, I forget what they say. Um, she also has her own childhood sweetheart and Jack has to decide to stay human or use his powers as a supernatural winter being. This special came out in 1979, making it one of the later Rankin-Bass productions. It also features the voice of Buddy Hackett. And this is one where it's not necessarily a happy ending in this story where the main character has to make the decision that is either going to benefit him or benefit everyone else. So like I said, it's got some heart to it. Uh, Really good production. I think you'd like this one. If you like Rankin-Bass, you've probably already seen it. If you haven't, you know, throw this one in the mix. Number four, The Little Drummer Boy. One of the most simple, pure, and heartfelt Christmas specials Rankin-Bass ever created. The The Little Drummer Boy is also one of the oldest. It was first released in 1968 and actually came out four days earlier in Canada before it debuted on NBC. This story has direct connections to the biblical tale and also the song The Little Drummer Boy. It introduces new characters such as Samson the Donkey, Baba the Lamb, and Joshua the Camel. No relation to Joe Camel. This is one of the more serious Rankin-Bass Christmas specials. Even though it has its share of comedic sidekicks, it, you know, it is focusing on the, the true tale of Christmas through the biblical story. And it's one of the rare departures from stories based on Santa, Rudolph, Frosty, and other holiday characters. There was a sequel to this called The Little Drummer Boy, Book 2, Electric Boogaloo. Okay, I may have added that last part on. But this was interesting because it was written by Rankin-Bass creator Jules Bass. So it's Arthur Rankin and Jules Bass that make up Rankin-Bass. But he wrote it under an alias. I'm not sure if they didn't want to be associated with it, but the original remains an all-time classic. And we're talking about Romeo Muller as being one of the cores behind Rankin-Bass and writing a lot of these classics that you know The last thing he was involved in, but wasn't a Rankin-Bass production, was from 1992, and it was an animated special called Noel the Christmas Ornament. And you may or may not remember this one. I I definitely remember it, but it didn't, you know, make a huge impact to the point, you know, it got aired year after year. So you can track it down on YouTube or if you have old VHS copies, but that was one of the last 
remnants of the Rankin-Bass era because it was written by Romeo Muller, even though it wasn't one of their productions. Okay, we're into the top three, which you can probably figure out. Here's number three. Santa Claus is coming to town. As the years go by, I love this special more and more. It often gets pushed to the side by the top two choices on this list, but it deserves to be right in the mix. This special is all about the origins of Santa Claus. It has some great songs in it, including Put One Foot in Front of the Other. It explains all the Christmas lore, such as how Santa started delivering presents, why he's called called Claus, why he wore his red and white suit, why he went down chimneys. Santa Claus is Coming to Town also features great voice work, including when we see Mickey Rooney as Claus. It also has the great Fred Astaire as the narrator. This special came out in 1970 and is one of the few Rankin-Bass specials that continues to air every year, including our next one, number two. Happy birthday! Hey, I said my first words, but... But snowmen can't talk. <laughs> All right, come on now. What's the joke? Could, could I really be alive? I mean, I can make words. I can move. I can juggle. I can sweep. I can count to ten. One, two, three, four, five, nine, six, eight. Uh, well, I can count to five. Frosty the Snowman has cemented itself as required holiday viewing. This iconic cartoon special came out in 1969 and aired on CBS. I don't need to cover the plot of this thing as you've no doubt seen it countless times. What's interesting is that it's a half hour show compared to the usual hour long specials they put out. It has also aired every year since it was first released. Rankin Bass animated the special as they wanted to give it a Christmas card look, specifically the look created by Paul Coker Jr. And if you're not sure, I mean, you can picture what the special looks like, but if you want to just like look up online what his style of Christmas cards and imagery look like, you'll see all that. And this was something that wouldn't be achievable with stop motion. Similar to the number one choice on this list, writer Romeo Muller had to expand the simple song into a full plot. This is also interesting because it's the very last performance by the great Jimmy Durante. Okay, number one, total spoiler here, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Jingle, 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 you will hear my sleigh bells ring. I am old Kris Kringle, I'm the king of jingling. Jingle, jingle, reindeer, through the frosty air they'll go. Could there be any other, possibly the very definitive Christmas special of all Christmas specials? And it has become synonymous with the holiday itself. There's not much more that can be said about this iconic classic. It's the movie that put Rankin Bass on the map and allowed them to create many more specials. This show is a testament to writer Romeo Muller because he had to write an hour-long show out of just a few verses of a song. I think what makes this the best of all the specials comes down to the music. And this one has truly iconic Christmas songs, including Silver and Gold and There's Always Tomorrow and a couple of Misfits, and you may have your own favorites as well. Simply put, 
it's not the holidays without Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And it's the obvious number one choice. The other thing that's so interesting is that this thing came out in 1964. And the fact that in the very early days of this company, they hit a grand slam with this perfect Christmas special. And I don't know if that caught everyone off guard, but they would never top this thing. And the fact that they did it so early in their legacy is just really astounding. And this thing will be watched for decades more. And I've done an entire show just about this special, how even though it came out in the 60s, it's been adopted by every era, you know, especially kids of the 70s and 80s and going into the 90s a bit have sort of adopted it as their own. And then they've passed it down to their kids and this thing will never go away. So let's wrap it up here. And like I mentioned, it's not the holidays without Rankin Bass. It's easy to just associate them with Frosty and Rudolph, but you can see how much Christmas content they created. Many of these classics can still be found on YouTube, DVD, Blu-ray, AMC often runs a bunch of them each year. And many of these are also available to rent, buy, or whatever on YouTube. You can track all of them down. I was able to in various formats. Rankin Bass have helped give us music and images that are ingrained into our holiday memories. Some of their specials may have missed the mark, but their creativity and storytelling make them as much a part of the holiday season as eggnog and candy canes. So let's finish it there. Hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, learn some new stuff about some of these specials you may never have heard of before or a little more insight into some of the ones you love. And if you're interested in supporting the show and if you're in a position to do so, you can check out patreon.com, which is the platform for as little as like a few bucks a month. You can support small independent shows like this, but the difference is there are different audio rewards that come with it. So say at the Boba Fett level, you get access to the Everything 80s Movie Club where I review classic 1980s movies, good, bad, ugly, the whole thing. And, you know, this show gets released there first before it gets released worldwide. And, you know, I share old, you know, behind the scenes movie pictures and old great commercials and Saturday morning cartoons and all that stuff. So if you want to check that out, it's patreon.com slash 80s, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash 80s, or wherever you're listening to this on, there'll be a link that'll take you right there. But that's it for me. Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Don't you dare miss it.